Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into a special edition of the Splitting Hairs E-Team podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm Brendan and I'm here with Ben and we went down and made a quick draft pick out of the minor leagues and got someone from the C-Team. Chad Myros is here with us as our guest picker, similar to the college game day and our game day theme. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm all right. As long as we can hear me good. Yeah, you sound uh, you sound just like an ocean breeze. <laughs> <laughs> you could have went anywhere else with that. <laughs> that's where that's where we landed. That's what we fell on. You're just gonna have to accept it. So, so Chad, uh, Brendan and I have already done our a pod for the week, and well, I guess I don't know, Brendan. Did you talk about your Indiana State reaction yet? Uh, I mean, a little. Yeah, uh, no. Not as much. We talked about uh, more just uh, what was going on with against NDSU this week and just kind of different matchups, offensive, defensive line, and everything like that. So thanks for listening. But I um... did. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> it was, I just couldn't remember if you recapped ISU at the front. The rest was so good. I was mesmerized by it. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting how Ben was more serious with someone else and, you know, Brennan brought the serious level down a little bit with Matt. I, I don't know. Uh, that sounds made up. That sounds made up. That's not accurate. I don't listen. It's okay. I, I would not be. Uh, I'm not the cause of lack of seriousness ever. I tend to fall in that category. So, anyways, yeah, no, but talking about Indiana State, I mean, I think probably everybody did listen to the other podcast that you had, I'm sure, Ben, with uh, Kyle, but we can give a little quick rundown for everybody about the the game. I think it went pretty well for us overall. Yeah, I guess anything in particular that you saw that was uh, good, either Chad or Brendan? Well, I mean, what I saw that I we I did touch on with Matt that I think is worth uh, repeating when we were texting and everything like that, it looked like um, we purposely were throwing the ball to work on passing. But even more so when Matt brought up that NDSU it seems to have a harder time with, like, the deep post routes and things like that. It Thinking back, it seems like we weren't even – that game plan was worked out not to work on Indiana State more so as much as it was to work on things we wanted to be able to do it against NDSU is just a thought that I might, that I think was a possibility with it. Uh, that really stood out for me in, in retrospect, I wasn't able to watch it crazy close this weekend. Like I usually do, but that's just a thought that I had looking at. It. I don't know how you guys feel about it. No, I agree. And to be honest, like I, I think at some point in this NDSU game, we're going to be down. And I think that, like you said, sure. we were we were preparing, you know, passing the ball when we didn't need to, to prepare for this week. And I think I'm confident about it. I like the way Gibbs looked. I like the way Kay Johnson's playing. He's playing like an All-American all player. And I like the way Jackson Yankee's progressing and then Adam Anderson's always steady. So, if it if we do have to come from behind and throw the ball, I'm not scared of it at all. Yeah, so, it was it was nice seeing Adam get involved a little more in the passing game. No doubt. Plus, 
um, you know, looking at that, like you brought up, it just because it's a rivalry game, we know we're gonna they're gonna score before us at some point. I don't think we're gonna need to rely on the passing game to get us caught up, back up. Hopefully, I think our run game should have some good success, but. There's, you can't rely on one facet of the game against NDSU. So no, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that it's going to happen. But I, what I was saying is, if it does happen, I'm okay with it. Just okay. ba- yeah. based on yeah. based on the way our passing game has looked so far. Right. Yeah, I got you. I just like that Jabore took a step forward. I think you know, and got Cal Hart a TD. There's some good things in there. Oh, yeah, I'd sure. like to see us use the tight ends a little bit more. You know, since Coons went down, we've got good players. I think uh, Gibbs starts using the, you know, young quarterback's best friend a little more often. We're really going to take off. Yeah, it sounds like Coons might come back this week from an injury. So that would be real good, a big boost to the tight ends as far as catching goes anyway. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, Cal Hart caught the TD, but he's not a big catching tight end by any means. No, not really. But uh, he stated he loves the block. Oh yeah, he's he's a beast in the run game. That's for sure. Yeah, we need he moves some people around. That's without definitely. Doubt. Yeah, I think Gibbs. As far as Gibbs goes, he the thing I liked the most, and I touched on in the other podcast was just his poise he showed. You know, again, he had that early interception in the game and just shook it off and just looked good after that. So it's a good good trait to have, especially as a freshman. Oh yeah. And, you know, we've talked that before about how poised he is and how good his mentality is about forgetting the last play and going out and playing. And if there's one thing we know about an NDSU game is a quarterback for us is going to have to do that. Their defense is too good and there's going to be a play or an interception or something somewhere you're going to have to shake off and fight through the rest of the game because it's going to be a dogfight the whole way. Right. I'm excited to see how much he uses his feet because I think he's going to have to for us to win and so right. it'll, it'll be interesting to see you know if he takes off on an rpo or if he you know scrambles when uh, the pocket breaks down or something and makes a big play and so i think he's got the capability to do it he just hasn't had to do it yet but this will be the the game where he has to do it and i'm excited to see it do you think they're prepping for it i think they do i think they are because the you know when christian ran all over him the the first year and they were not ready for it. I'm sure they haven't forgot about that at all, but I do it. I don't know if in this game it's whether they're prepped for it or not. I think it's just hitting it when it's open. Some we haven't done is take the open yards with Jabori's get legs. And I think that we do see him take those and make the reads this game. You saw it a little bit more against Indiana state where he did use his feet a couple times, and he hasn't done that really at all all season leading up to that game. He's yeah, deceptively no. fast too, right? I mean, he doesn't – since he's such a big body when he runs, it doesn't look effortless. But, like, man, he really moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look like he's trying that hard, but he, he, he outruns the D-backs with ease. So. Oh, yeah, he torched that young tongue guy. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, but Luke Sellers' double block was better. I mean, this is this is true. That is true. And, and I wonder, like, who has the higher ceiling, Jabore or or that other guy from up north? I mean, everybody's talking about how great he is. At least everybody up north's talking about it, you know. And 
he's the second coming of ginger Jesus. And, uh, you know, I just, maybe he's already hit his peak. I mean, there's guys that peak in high school. We all know that. Like, think they're going to be the next best thing. And then they don't really do a whole lot from that point. That being said, he's been pretty good. <laughs> he's been really good. And I think saying that he's hit his peak is, um, wishful well, I'm just saying, I'm best. just saying, could that be? I'm not saying he has. Well, it's possible. It's absolutely possible that that's happened. But I don't know. <laughs> Guessing who's got the highest ceiling, that's that's just – I don't even know how you would quantify that, you know. Okay, maybe a little too abstract, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a smart enough guy to get that abstract of things. I don't know about you, Ben. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, at this point, there's no way to know. I mean, they both have looked good. I think Lance has probably looked better, but we've had more opportunities to see him, too. I mean, Jabori missed, what was it, two or three full games. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think if we would have seen him, you know, light up two of those two of those soft teams that we had, we'd probably be talking the same way about him as, as people are about Trey Lance. So Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, you don't think about that and but Trey Lance is just gonna get all the pub too because he's a the NDSU quarterback and let's be honest, he's taking care of the ball phenomenally well. Yep. So I wanna see the Jack's defense do, force some turnovers here. Uh, it's kind of hard to poo-poo anything he's really done, to be honest. He's had a hell of a year so far. See, and that's actually the the thing I'm excited about the most for this game is our defense against NDSU because I feel like I feel like this is probably the best defense front seven wise for sure. The best defense we've had going against NDSU and the deepest. Which definitely right. the deepest. There's no is, question there. It's right? huge playing NDSU because they just wear you down with their run game. And if we can get fresh guys rolling in there, I think you know, I think we got a good chance of stopping them. So Yeah, but this is such a di- like if you watch the NDSU game plan this year compared to years prior, um there is such a difference between what they used to do and grind you down and what they're doing this year. There's a reason that they're putting up the points they have, and it's not because they're trying to run and ground and pound and wear you down. They're hitting some big pass plays over the top and are a lot more aggressive than they used to be, if you watch. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, uh, uh, and it may not be, you know, stopping the run game, but, you know, getting after the quarterback and keeping guys fresh and doing that is huge too, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see what we can do against them because I think we've got the the horses up up front in our front seven to to get after the quarterback and get some stops on defense anyway. Yeah, and there's so many fun things. I mean, there's so many fun matchups about this game. Our offensive line against their defensive line. How do our tackles hold up against their ends, and how do their defensive tackles hold up against our guard and centers, pushing them around and trying to gash them up the middle. Um, you know, and and vice versa. Our D line and linebackers versus their offensive line is going to be just awesome to see. And whatever one of those two is one most frequently. This and this is just a long way to say a football cliche, but the whoever wins the trenches wins the game, really. And it we're gonna we're set up for having a doozy one this game, though. 
Oh, for sure. And I think that we, you know, if they are able to shut down our run game, we're probably in for a long night. I think, you know, like I said before, I'm not afraid to pass the ball, but I think that it's no secret that we, you know, our strength is in Pierre Strong and CJ Wilson and being able to roll those backs in and get some big chunk yards off those those guys. Um, hopefully we can have some success on the ground. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping this is the game where our secondary shows up in the defense, you know, really forces a couple turnovers. That'd be great. Yeah, some INTs would be huge, but you know, I I'm definitely with Ben on if our run game is not able to get the get traction, we are in for a long day. Um, but I do like just with how we've been able to run the ball against virtually everybody. And, you know, how Pierre did last year against them in the run game. Um, I think we should be able to run the ball on him. Are we going to be gashing him for 10 yards of carry? I think that's ridiculous to hope for like we have been. But I think there's a distinct possibility of getting four to six yards of carry. And if we're able to do that, I think the game bodes really well in our favor. You know, you yeah. guys have been talking about what you're excited for the most, and I'd just like to interject that uh... – I'm really looking forward to see what Coach Eck dials up this time. You know, he's always got something up his sleeve, a new wrinkle or whatever, and that's the part I think I'm the most excited for, at least on our on our offensive side of the ball. Yeah, it wouldn't be a game against NDSU without a special player, too. Right, and then I think the other, you know, our, our favorite phrase is going to come back out, except we're actually going to see it. I mean, we must said it 400 times on this show so far, but the Minnesota playbook, I think, is going to make an appearance. Um, right. And we're going to get to see this whole offense really unleashed. And if it's not unleashed, then I guess our offense is what our offense is, and we were just all hoping for something or saw something that wasn't there against Minnesota. Yeah, no, I think you'll see, you know, I, I don't know if we've seen – much for like jet sweeps out of Cade Johnson since the Minnesota game. Um, I guess, you know, I, I think there'll be a lot more creative calls like that to push things up against NDSU to keep them on their toes a little bit. Yeah. I think that diamond, that diamond formation comes back uh, mm-hmm. in, in a big way. That's going to be utilized a lot, I think. Yep. But, I mean, speaking of things that are utilized a lot, uh, I think uh, fading Brendan has been utilized a lot. But how how did that work out for folks this week? You know, it would not have worked out well. We both went four and three, so kudos, hey. kudos to us. Not saying I'm a big deal, but it's a big deal. Right? Well, as we get closer to the end of the season, doesn't it become a little easier to make quality picks? Hey, you be quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> you let me have this moment, all right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's okay. I'm sure you're doing better than me. You are still, uh, you're still way behind though, and I don't think you have a chance catching up. But oh wow! All right, we're gonna start talking that smack in <laughs> week nine. Ouch! Yeah, the season's more than half over, right? So <laughs> you're more than half over. There's the playoffs. This is not more than half over. That's true. Very true. So yeah, the... you start, you let up before the end of the race. Let me see it. Let's see what I'm gonna talk about playoffs. <laughs> oh, we do all the time. I'm just trying to win a game here. <laughs> Welcome to the B team. So the first game that we went after was Montana and Sac State. And 
Sac State came out and beat Montana pretty handily. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked Sac State in this one, didn't I? Yeah, you did. This is the one that you picked right, and I picked wrong. Yeah, yeah, and not going to say it's – no, I'm going to say I told you so. I told you so. Um, <laughs> Sac State didn't just win this game. They owned this game from start to finish and just cruised the whole way. Yeah, and I mean, that defense showed up in a big way. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a statement win against a pretty good Montana team. They might, uh, they might be a force to be reckoned with coming to playoff time. Oh, I think they're they've positioned themselves now very nicely to win the Big Sky and be a top five seed without a doubt. Right, no doubt. And they're up to yeah, they're up to number five in the poll right now, and Montana fell down to seven. So two uh, two Big Sky teams pretty high up there. Which is really interesting when you consider how bad of a year they had last year. Oh yeah, it's been a huge turnaround for their program. Jeez. Uh, compared to where they were but if you think i think it was three years back they had a huge year where they beat two power five school or two fbs i don't know if they were power five but i'm pretty sure they had two two wins and one of them was north texas where they set the record for um margin of victory by an fcs school over an fbs school it was like 60 to 7 or some shit like that you talking about montana or sac state sac state Okay. Like three, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they were two and eight last year. Yeah, they were not good. And then well, this year they're yeah. top five, obviously. I mean, they're good. They're very good. And I think they had some injury problems last year. But if I remember correct, you know, you don't – towards the end of the season, you end up paying attention more to the top teams than the bottom. So, I don't. I honestly can't remember that well. No doubt. And well, I mean, even Montana, they weren't weren't that good last year either. So, they're having a good year too. Big Sky's been crazy all year. I agree. Ridiculous. So the second game we picked was uh, New Hampshire and Delaware, and Delaware as an underdog won that game sixteen to ten. Yeah, this is the one I got wrong, isn't it? I picked UNH. I'm pretty sure. So did I. Yeah, Delaware has just been up and down. I I don't think this proves that. Delaware is a top twenty-five team as much as it either proves that North New Hampshire is. Not or shouldn't be a top twenty-five team, but ends up being one anyways, just because who else are you going to vote for? Or they just had a bad game. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, sixteen to, options. Sixteen to ten is quite the rock fight, and like you mm-hmm. said, I mean, doesn't really prove a whole lot for Delaware. And I think I think it says more about New Hampshire than it does Delaware, in my opinion. Oh yeah, for sure. So then we get into Missouri Valley games. Uh, Illinois State beat West Illinois by fourteen. Like we thought they would, and that was actually yeah. the exact spread. So that was a push. Is it, is Western Illinois going to finish last in the division? Are they going to get beat by? Oh, yeah, they're not going to win. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a no doubter. That's not even. That they're they're awful. They are god awful. Yeah, if you want to make make some I, money, I remember yeah. back when we joined, and they were a good team. They have really fell off. Well, they, well, they were a good team. Really recently, they were a pretty good team, playoff team. Oh, that's right. They had that one coach that coaches somewhere yeah. else now. Yeah, and even after him, they were a playoff team. And then they graduated a lot of talent last year. So I think that's – they're floundering right now. And they went through coach change after coach change after coach. I think they're on their third coach, if you include Nielsen. And 
that had to just be hell for their recruiting. So yeah, I think the talent that was there now is all graduated out, and the coach now has got his his work cut out for him. He's got to make up for three years of four recruiting classes because nobody was there. Yeah, they are firmly on the struggle bus right now. So then we went to Youngstown State and Southern Illinois, and Youngstown State didn't really show up for this one. They lost 35-10 to 10 to Southern Illinois. Yeah, that's uh, a pretty surprising result. Uh, we're back on the, I don't know what Southern Illinois is going to do. Did I pick Southern Illinois? How did we pick this one? Um, we both picked Youngstown because that was yeah. the sensible pick. Right, so I'm back. On my, uh, I have no idea what Southern Illinois is doing train. And, uh, but I think a lot of this has to do more with Youngstown State emotionally just being crushed from not being able to put a, put the game away against us more so than Southern Illinois. But I do think SIU is a pretty, pretty solid squad. I think they're better than everybody was thinking they were. Yeah. Ready. This got to be weird to be a fan of Southern Illinois, though, because, I mean, for week-to-week basis, you have no idea what team's going to show up. No, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're psychotic. So then we went to uh, Montana State at NDSU, and I smartly took the 40 points, which was a ridiculous spread, because NDSU only won 22-0. to zero. You yeah. were very confident. <laughs> that NDSU was just going to waffle stomp them and win by 40-plus. Yeah, they, uh, the only thing that uh, they waffle stomped was there might have been some waffle marks in the turf after the game. That's it. They just kind of sleep sleptwalked through that one, and that was that. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, so, you know what? It's tough to say whether, you know, if NDSU is looking past Missouri State, maybe – um, I'd like to think it showed some chinks in their armor and we can gain some stuff from their game tape, but I'm guessing they didn't really show a whole lot either. So, But how well, often they, do you pitch a naked lap, you know, blank the other team in the Missouri Valley? That's, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, you had a bad game and you still pitched a shutout. It's nothing to sneeze at. If you're looking for a game to show chinks in the armor – I think it already happened, and nobody thought it happened at the time, and that was against UC Davis. Agreed. Right. If, if that's what you're looking for. that That's where you look to have confidence and hope for everybody. But I think right now the rest of it – well, we're going to do it later, but for hope and chinks in the armor, I think the rest of the FCS is looking at SDSU like, oh, like uh, – Going, you're our only hope, you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> little princess right. Leia actually Save. going, help us, help us, Jackrabbit. Save us all. <laughs> so, don't let them be the number one seed. For the love of God, get them out of Fargo. <laughs> right. Because nobody else in the Valley's done it or wanted to do it, it appears, for the last three years. So, no. And then we went to USD, who visited UNI. And USD came back to earth a little bit. They lost 42-27. Their bad defense showed up again. And UNI woke up and decided they wanted to play football again. So, Right. Uh, It took UNI a half to decide they wanted to play football. But that seems to be UNI's MO. They have not put together a complete game this year. And uh, 
their defense gave up a bunch of points in the first half and then decided to lock them down. Yeah, so we'll see how USD does going forward, but they are in big trouble in terms of any hopes of making the playoffs. Yeah, I'd say that was a pretty uh, deflating loss for them, but I, I'd have to find their fan to ask him. <laughs> are they even going to win a game this year? I mean, another was, game? Was, was that mean? Uh, they might not. Uh, I haven't looked at their schedule that close. God, they're, they could be dangerous for us at the end of the season. I mean, even if we are win all went out and get there, yeah, uh, you guys scare me a little bit because they could. I don't know, man. They're right. they're they're southern to me. They're southern Illinois, uh, where there's a chance that they can get. If you let them, they'll get in a track fight with you, and they can put you. In, you could be in trouble. But if you put them, if you put the brakes on their offense and get up by a touchdown or two, you're probably going to be okay. The scared I am of is is more for our players. That has traditionally been a really chippy game, especially in Vermilion. Yeah, and. I don't know. We'll see where they sit. If they're playing for the playoffs or not, That then that's a discussion to have, I think, more so. Yeah, we'll talk about that game come USD week. It'll be, it'll be quite the discussion there. And then the last game, obviously, we had SDSU winning by 19 and Ooh. barely covering. Um, they... Indiana State went for two later in the game, which they missed and enabled SDSU to cover. Otherwise, they would not have. But barely covering is still covering. Exactly. Whether by a tenth of a point or by a hundred, if you cover, you cover. That's right. So beyond our picks, um, the Missouri Valley Conference standings kind of look Close to how we thought they would look. They got NDSU and SDSU at the top, Illinois State and Northern Iowa to follow, and then just a bunch of junk after that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I had uh, com- some conversations with a couple people afterwards that I, when I mentioned that I didn't think the conference top to bottom was nearly as good as it usually is or is as good as it usually is nationally. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know. We we don't. I don't think it's a bunch of junk after the top two teams, but it's I top think four. you can say there's a, or top four. Yeah, after the top four, there's a pretty big chasm. I think there's a decent sized gap after the top two. Yeah, there's a big gap after the top two, but the next two would do pretty well in most other conferences. I feel like. Yeah, I don't see Northern Iowa going out and winning in the big winning the Big Sky. Well, I think they're better than Illinois State this year. That, I mean, they're that, that was proven by, you know, and, you know, that's the thing. Missouri Valley's down, big sky's up. You know, it's it's a weird year. Right. It's not, not that far-fetched to see only four Missouri Valley teams getting in the playoffs this year. Yeah, at all. And I mean, Especially if, with how the records are sitting right now. Yeah, and if Northern Iowa slips <coughs> up, we could only see three in the playoffs. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting bubble year. But, it does, the way things are going, it doesn't look like any teams want to make it to the playoffs. Exactly. So, well, beyond, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. But I hear uh, there's something. This is a exciting week for us besides the marker game. So I'm told. It is. 
you know. This is and, quite exciting. I mean, I think this is going to be – this is the weekend that wakes the Jackrabbit fan base up to what SDSU football games can be. God, I hope so. You know, if you don't – there's going to be a ton of people there at this game this week that never would be there normally because game day is there. And I hope they take a chance. They take the time after the game day shows over, meander over to the library lot, see what's going on there with the tailgates there. If that's going to be the closest lot to where game day is, anyways. Wander through this, through the you know other tailgates, and see everything there is to offer, um, and how fun Jackrabbit football games are, and realize that hey, if I come every week. I can be a part of this and it can be like, and it'll be like this all the time. And that sounds really fun. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's such a huge opportunity to grow the fan base. Um, I hope that uh, I mentioned my other pod, but I hope all us diehard SDSU fans, you know, show anybody that shows up. That's not a normal, you know, who we would call a casual fan, show them a good time, um, show them you know, how much fun we have every week and, you know, try and get them to, come to more games i mean i think the it would be i don't know i I was trying to decide if it'd be better if we had more tickets available so people could go to the game but i almost think it's better that it's sold out and now they have to miss out on it i 100 percent think it is and i i'm glad that we have it sold out like a week ahead of time so there's people standing there going oh i don't have one yeah. And it's like, yeah, should should have got season tickets or you should have got them sooner. Guess you're gonna have to stiffen that upper lip or you're gonna have to pay out the nose to get some office stuff up. Right. Yeah, and we'll definitely what, see next year how that FOMO works for us because I think it's a big deal, like Brendan's saying, to Well and what what will really really send it into overdrive is if STSU can win the game. Yep, that's yeah. gonna be a huge key because if we don't if we go out, we have a great I mean, people think it's a great time and all that stuff, but, um, you know, hey, I just want to point out Nebraska is not having game day this year. Um, but, <laughs> you know, everybody sorry. loves a winner, right, Brandon? That's what you're trying to get to. Right, right. a little bit. And, you know, if we come out, this is a big we've arrived moment chance right here for for getting casual fans. We show up. You know, your your casual fan down in Brookings, I think some there's something of a mentality there of, yeah, they're good, but they're not going to beat NDSU this year, so why do I care? Exactly. Or they're not going to make it past into the playoffs, so why do I care? Well, I don't know. It's fun to go, you, you know, instead of being stupid, but whatever. Um, <laughs> there's, hey, there's a lot of know, good stuff happening in our library lot, and I wish everybody oh, could just come see that, you know? Oh, yeah. it's a It's a blast there and everything. You know, there's so much more besides that. You know, besides um, the game, the, the tailgating atmosphere, they've opened a beer garden up there for ta- for during the tailgate. Um, there's all sorts of fun stuff set up in the um, S-Jack for teams. So for for kids, especially in the S-Jack, they got inflatables and everything. Right. Um, if you're an alumni, I mean, even if you're not alumni, they got an alumni tent that serves <coughs> food and sometimes has free beer in there. So. Um, right. I think that's the one that has free beer, it's, but anyway, it's, it's always got free beer and food. It's, yeah. it's by donation, right? So, right. So, you know, but 
we, you know, we kind of went off track what we were talking about a little bit, but if you look at it, um, if we don't win this game, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be just kind of really deflating and let a lot of the air out of the balloon. Exactly. I mean, it's not going to totally, you know, diminish it and, you know, make it like it never happened, but it's just the, it can really send it over the top if we get that win and people are like, man, I wish I was at that game and I got to make sure I'm at the next one. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, I hope at the tailgates with everything that's fun and good going on that everybody goes out and every person that you see walk by you, if you don't know them or they're walking by by themselves, Hey, offer them, offer them a beer, offer them some food, um, that sort of thing. And do, and you know what, if they're wearing NDSU gear, offer them two beers because I don't think there's any reason that we as a fan base can't treat visiting fans very, very well. And that's the way they should be treated. You can give them crap after you give them a beer. Don't just shop, shop crap at them, offer them a beer, invite them to your tailgate, then give them a hard time. I just, that's something that gets under my skin when I talk to folks, you know, yeah, I think NDSU fans are a little bit sensitive <laughs> when it comes to stuff, <laughs> but I do think there are uh, occasions where we are less than welcoming as fans. I think we need to be the most welcoming fan base possible, uh, not only to visiting fans, but our own fans. So offer food, drinks, all that stuff. And I think that's the sort of atmosphere that's taken over at the library lot that's start of that's what's starting to make it so much fun and so special when you have people come over from other tailgating spots around the stadium and they come over and go, Holy crap, this is awesome. I kinda wanna be here. Yeah. yeah absolutely. No. It had to be said. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited to see if there's a big influx of tailgaters in the library lot or if it's a similar crowd. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be uh well, I you hope gotta... a big influx. I yeah, you've got to imagine there's going to be more people there, Ben. I mean, how can there not be? No, there'll obviously be more people, period. But, you know, a lot of the people, you know, that, that haven't been coming to the games, historically, the, the backyard has been where you go to tailgate. And so, I, I think I see know, what you're getting. Yeah. Whether they, you know, whether they realize that the library lot's a good, good spot to tailgate or not. And, Shout out to the hair raisers who started their pod. They're sitting in the library a lot with us too. So it's a good spot those for are, those guys got a blast. Oh yeah. It's a good spot for anybody who is looking for a spot to set up your tailgate this weekend. Uh, just show up in the library a lot uh, directly North of the library. Lots of Jackrabbit club, but then, then on the other side of the green is a pay lot set up in there right next to one of the green spots and set up your spot and have a good time. We'll, uh, You'll see these two goons running around in their uh, their stripes every every game, and they usually got some good meat going. And you'll see my group a couple couple to the west, and you can come say hi to us. So, well, um, you'll see Chad this week. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm actually in. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm down in San Antonio for. Uh, family emergency so i won't be able to be at the game which really anybody who knows me knows how much that bites for me but yeah for any jackrabbit fan but uh yeah. this is more important i just got a couple minutes here to be able to do the pod with us so 
Yeah, we, yeah. We, but I mean, Chad will be there. He'll have big hats on. Look for the guys in striped bibs with the big hats. It's the Smoking Rabbits tailgate. Um, and they, I'm told I'm Chad hard will to get miss. You, get you, yeah, Chad is very hard to miss. Um, and he, he he's always got some damn fine beer if anybody wants to stop by and get a good brew. No doubt. And yeah, candied we'll, bacon this week, yeah. There you go. Yeah, we'll we'll be cheering. Uh, yeah, we'll be cheering extra hard for you, Brandon, since you can't make it. Speaking yeah, of, somebody that, better scream extra loud because I'm rowdy. So yeah, let's we will. That a second. I want to I want to challenge everybody out there in podcast land to not treat this like a Lutheran Sunday service or Catholic Sunday service. Get up, cheer, stomp, make noise, however you're gonna. And and remember, this is when we're on defense. Yeah. Well. Yeah, just, I just agree. Just a, a little prepping for everybody that's coming that's maybe not normally there. We right. get loud. We're loud when we're on defense. We cheer at the opportune times when we're on offense. I mean. Yeah, geez. I mean, I, I'd love to see the crowd get into it and be up on their feet for most of the time when NDSU is on the, their offense is on the field. Um, you know, I, I went to an Iowa game a couple weeks ago, and we literally didn't sit down. And it was awesome. And I would love for SDSU to get to that atmosphere. We're not there yet. But I think a game like this can kind of get us toward that. And hopefully people get into it and uh, really have fun with it. Well, with that, um, I think Brendan's got to take off here and uh, take care of his family. And so Chad is going to step in for Brendan and do his picks this week. You got am I doing uh, picks for Brendan or am I? Oh doing... yeah, oh yeah. These these go on the record. So now it's fade Chad, and he's got me to blame when he when he stinks at the end of the year. There you go. Yeah, it's true. Okay. This is gonna let him off the hook, but <laughs> well, hey, I guess maybe he'll take off and do really well for him. We'll see. So that would be funny, right? The first game we got is an interesting one to me. It's number four, Weaver State, going to number 23, UC Davis, who is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. The line, the line makes no sense to me. That's exactly what I was going to say, that line, two-and-a-half. I mean, look at, the, look at the rankings, four versus 23. That's... And, I mean, beyond those, like UC Davis hasn't looked that good. I mean, no. They started out the season well, but... Are they even top five in the big sky? No, they rank six in the big sky right now. So there you go. I mean, they've had two wins, but they were against Cal Poly and Southern Utah. And before then, they had three losses in a row. So So my apologies on on how you do this, but do you go first and then I go? or? Either way, man, if if you feel confident about it, you go ahead. I'm just going to throw out there that I I think they cover that. Two and a half. I'll take that. Two, Two in the... Two in the hook, they got to beat that. I mean, even even if it's just a field goal, they beat that. Weaver State is a favorite. Yeah, I, I like it as well. I again, I do not understand that line. I think that there <laughs> maybe somebody's going to tweet at us and be like, "You idiot!" Weaver State's quarterback is down or something. But yeah, that might be. Beyond that, I have no idea why this line is this low. What so. do they call that in the in the in the, in the world, man? Is that a money line there? Not, I mean, uh, that's where you make your money, I should say. Uh, a money maker, yeah. But, I mean, to yeah. me, it's like it looks like a trap, to be honest, with with how, how far off that line looks. But 
who knows? Maybe we're just smarter than everybody else, right? <laughs> well, I don't know that I qualify. I just went to school for engineering. But, uh, yeah, we're fellow- up, up next, we got what? Towson at JMU? Yeah. So we got uh, JMU is a 16.5 point favorite at home against Towson. And I'll go ahead and pick that one first. I think JMU rolls. Um, last year, JMU beat a 38-17. Towson's been up and down a little bit. And I, like I said, I, I think JMU rolls in this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with that, too. And I think they cover, not, not just that they win, because – Towson has been up and down this year. They're they're coming in at number seventeen. JMU's a solid number two. You know, people like Brian down in Florida have made arguments for them to be the number one. And uh, you you know, I guess that argument could be had, but JMU wins this one, walking away. I agree with you there. So let me get into Missouri Valley play. We got Western Illinois going to Youngstown State. Is a seventeen and a half point favorite. Uh, we alluded earlier that Western Illinois is a complete dumpster fire at this point. I, I don't think Western Illinois has a chance to cover 17 and a half. I think YSU comes out pissed off about how they've been playing and about how they're 0-3 in the Valley. And I think they take advantage of a bad Western Illinois team coming to their house and they win by like 30. What's your take? My take is they win by like 20. Um you know, I think they still have their struggles. And Western U- Illinois isn't completely dead yet. They show a little life. I think it's a 20, 21-point game. Oh, we'll say 21, right? They and, did show. Uh, they did surprisingly show some life against Illinois State. But that, yeah, was at, that's, that was at home, though. I mean, that's easier to show life at home than it is on the road. But Yeah, but I don't know that Bo – I think Bo maybe has lost, lost a little control of his defense there. Ain't looking so hot right now. We'll see. They're in they're in dire straits right now. They're in must win mode with being four and three. They gotta they gotta start piling up some wins to make a playoff resume. Yeah, or they're or they're gonna be out of luck, you know, and their their wins previously weren't all that stellar. They had one quality win, I think. Right. Who did they beat? I on my head. Anyway. Samford is the one Youngstown State beat. Samford. Yeah. And then we go to Indiana State who visits – or yeah, Indiana State visiting Illinois State, who's number 10 in the polls. And Illinois State's only a 10-point favorite in this one, which I think is kind of low. Um, I think that Indiana State is struggling without Boyle. And um, – I kind of expect Illinois State to do kind of what we did to them and win by about 20. So I'll take Illinois State covering 10 there. You know, I, I'm i not making this very interesting because I tend to agree with you. I think they that one looks like a good one to put money on, only 10 points. I think, uh, I think this is another 20-plus point game. Yeah. And, I, uh, and, and to be clear, I'm picking the Redbirds. Right. Completely agree with you there. And then we got number nine, Northern Iowa, which we have four Missouri Valley teams in the top ten. And then, like we said, after that, the Missouri, Missouri Valley drops off pretty quick. But 
have four teams in the top 10 is pretty impressive for one conference. Um, UNI goes to Missouri State, who is a 17-point underdog at home. What do you got in that one? Well, I think this is, is more of that cream rising to the top here where what we talked about earlier, the top four teams are definitely far and away different than the rest of the league, and, and I think UNI definitely covers this 17 points. Even even though it's on the road, I don't think they struggle in this affair at all. Yeah, this is an interesting one. You know, I think you and I will win, but it's an interesting spread, especially after seeing Missouri State stay within 22 at NDSU. You and I definitely doesn't play as well away as they do at home. I'm... You're making some good points. I'll just take the win, not the spread. How's that sound, Brendan? <laughs> I'll take the win, not the spread. Well, you got to pick against the spread. That's <laughs> that's the deal. What's your pick against the spread here? Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so you're going you and I against the spread, seventeen points. I'll I'll take the spread. That's I think that's what I want right there. That's what that's what Brandon would do, right? He's gonna take the he's gonna take <laughs> you and I. He's gonna live dangerously. It does sound like a Brandon pick, which is why I'm gonna go against it. I knew that was coming. I knew it. <laughs> and I'll take I'll take Missouri State covering seventeen at home there. You with your solid logic of the furry cow game and <laughs> not playing well on the road. That now do yeah. I sound like <laughs> right? Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes for me. Let me go to Southern Illinois. Has to go to the dome, and USD is eight point favorite at home. I, this is the game that is poison, uh, in my opinion, because you don't know which one of these teams is going to show up. Exactly. Is SIU any good this year? I mean, they've had moments. They look like it. USD thinks they've turned the corner, but have they even played anybody? Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both Jekyll and Hyde teams. And, yeah, I literally have no idea which way to go with this one. Yeah, and definitely this is a – you know, if you lose this game, I think your chances at hitting the playoffs are pretty much nil. Yeah, I would agree. So, who are you picking? Eight-point USD's eight-point favorite. I'm never going to pick the dogs. Oh, wait, that doesn't work. They're, they're both dogs. <laughs> no, I meant the, the mangy coyotes. All right. So I'm going to bet against the coyotes because I just don't care for them. I'm I'm gonna go Southern Illinois as well. I think that's a smart pick, being plus eight. You get a touchdown cushion there, and I just don't think I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. If you want to make a play in this one, the over would probably be the, the way to go because I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a lot of points scored in this one. I I think that is a good point. We know USD's defense has not necessarily been stellar all year, and so they're trying yeah. to out outgun the other team essentially to get their wins. Yeah, their defense has been up and down, but I think I think against good teams it's going to be down. So then we've got the big one, the big one. This is this is a must win in my opinion, and I think we pull it off. A must win, must win. In this is a sense? must win for the program, man. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is this is the pinnacle of what we can accomplish, and we need to go out 
and, you know, have that schlobber knocker game that we come away with a one point win, I don't care. But as long as it's a W, that's what that's what I'm going with, man. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be unlike Jordan and I'm going to pick my team. I like it. Uh, I'll take SDSU uh, with the four and a half points to cover that. And I, I like them to win, too. Um, I agree with you being a must win in the sense of, you know, as far as the program goes and attendance goes. I mean, there's never going to be a spotlight bigger than this one and we need to take advantage of it we need to come out and beat the number one team in the nation and you know the team that everybody knows is the you know the the measuring stick as far as fcs goes and show fans that you know they they're missing out by not being there and hopefully they buy some tickets in advance next time so they don't have to don't have to miss out on the game but um I guess what's your what's your final score prediction for the game? Final score prediction. Well, I'm thinking that we win this thing by a touchdown. And that's where I'd like to see it, you know. We've proven that we can beat them. We've proven that we're one of the only teams that can beat them with regularity. But what we haven't done is proven that we can win when all the chips are on the table. And uh, we need to do it resoundingly. A three-point win would be enough for me, but I'd really like to see that seven-point win. And you know, if we're going to cover that four and a half points, which you know, early in the earlier in the uh, the week, you and I were talking, and I thought the numbers were going to come out a little higher than that. So I'm surprised to see it that close. But uh, you know, let's come out and let's let's show them what we're all about, guys. I, I believe in our team. I believe in our coaches. I think we can get this done. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, I'm going to go with a score prediction of 28 to 21. I like the seven-point win. Um, I think it comes down to the end where our defense has to get a stop, and they do just that. And then Yeah, we, do it on we, a turnover. They're going to intercept Trey Lance in the end zone. That's what's going to happen. Book it. There you, there you go. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, I guess everybody, again, wear blue. Get out to game day, even if you don't have tickets to the game. Come um, on over to the lot and say hi to me and Ben and Phil and the guys down there at Hair Razors. We're all a good bunch of guys. We'll share everything we have, you know. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be a time. Get out there and make some noise at the game day. Uh, pre-game celebrations and hold up them signs. Can't wait to see what people can come up with. For sure. Well, with that, uh, I think that ends our podcast for the week. I hope everybody enjoyed them and uh, hope to see you all on Saturday. Yep. Go big, go blue. Go Jacks. Go Jacks.